this week's Devil in Detail podcast. I'm Rob Parkson, and we're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Join the show this week, as ever, we've got Paul Whiteside. Uh, all right, Paul, how's your week been, mate? Yeah, hey, Rob, yeah, okay, fine, thank you. Um, busy at work as usual, but looking forward to the friendly game on Friday night against Warrington. So, yeah, all good, mate, all good. Also, joins got Paul Parkin. Parkin, how's your, how Parkin, how's your week been? Uh, full of ups and downs, but uh, I've been laid up the last couple of days. I've not been feeling too clever, but it's, uh, I've dragged myself out of bed for this one. Um, the highlight of my weakness. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not. Other than that, I'm all right. Just, uh, yeah, I think it's just something of it and didn't agree with me. So, a uh, bit of a sore stomach now. But other than that, I'll be fit for Friday. You're like a trooper, isn't he, uh, Paul? <laughs> yeah, he keeps plodding on, doesn't he? keeps plodding on. True, true warrior, mate. True warrior. Yes. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, not much really going on this week, really. Um, no game. So just been uh, been chilling uh, this week. Uh, I suppose it's like the calm before the storm, Packer. Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, it will come thick and fast from now on. Um, you know, obviously got the, this uh, Moose's testimonial on on Friday, and then you're not you know not far behind. We're we're at uh, we're at Weldon Road, aren't we? So um, and then you know you want a time to breathe. I don't think this year we've league and cup and then you know as we said before world cup so it's going to be a it's going to be full and it's going to be fun packed and uh, you know the drama's going on all over the, the place to see players being injured at other clubs at the moment they're going to miss the start of the season there's a bit of a crisis going on at Toulouse and trouble with the vaccinations as well and things like that and it's going to be it's going to be an interesting start to the year. Um, probably a cold one or a wet one, but other than that, it's uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to it now. Starting on uh, on Friday night against you know going going to Warrington. It's you know it, it's always a decent test. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. Uh, lots to talk about on the show this week. We're going to look back at the uh, Halifax win. Uh, all the big news coming out this sh- uh, the club this week, and then we're going to preview the game against Warrington on Friday. So we'll start with the game against Halifax last weekend. You're listening to Devil in the Detail, and this is your big match review. So, Salford's second pre-season game of the season. Uh, Paul, we beat Halifax 32 points to 10. Uh, good victory, good performance. Yeah, I thought it was an improved performance from, from the Swinton game in, in certain areas. Uh, there's still things to brush up on there, I thought. Defensively, a couple of soft tries in a game, which was a bit disappointing. You know, so some some things, you know, some of the um, sort of link up plays and partnerships seem to start to to work a bit more. But I think we just need to work on that defence a bit more, really, and just be a bit more professional. You know, I was disappointed in both the games that you know the points we let in against Swinton Halifax. No disrespect to them, but. I didn't. I expected Halifax to be better than what they were going to be. To be honest, I didn't think they were they were that good. But I think that 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 just give, give credit to Swindon because they they played pretty well. But no, I think there's signs. I thought Ryan Briley again for me had another good game, and he's he's full of energy and full of enthusiasm. And uh, you know there were, there were some some good uh, good plays there. Mark Sneed seems to be settling half back with Brodie Croft as well. So that partnership looks really good. So yeah, there was there was a lot of promise in it, and obviously. Depending on what side Warrington put out, I don't know. We were talking before, weren't we, off air about their squad? It doesn't look like they're picking the strongest squad. So I was rather hoping they would. So they give us a real good test mm-hmm. for that cast game. But uh, but no, it was a good it was a good hit out against Halifax, and uh, that's what you need at this time of year. We've come through it, and we didn't, as far as I know, get any injuries from it. So that I think that's the main thing. 
Yeah, I think Ryan Briley Parkey has been our star performer in the in the play in the play in preseason so far. Some great tries, some great performances, and it's uh, you know bodes well for what's to come. Yeah, it's uh, he's coming and, and hit the ground running, hasn't he? I think I think the, the thing that he's got at the moment is the confidence. He's happy where he is. He said the other week in that you know in, in that interview that he's he's probably where he's always wanted to be in many ways. You know now he's he's at Salford. Um, and I think it, I think that just will release him now. And I, I think the way we play, the way we're going to have to play, you know, we're, we're going to move the ball about. We're going to be a lot freer. And like Nile Evans benefited from for for a number of years, coming in, chiming into the line at fullback. Um, that suits his game perfectly. Um, he's not a defensive style fullback. That's I don't think that, that we have him anymore, really. But um, yeah, he's done he's done really well. I think he's settled in. I think watching Brodie Croft. I just see so much in him. If we can keep him and, and, and Snade fit in the halves, we, you know, there could be something special there because I know we've played Swinton and, and, and Halifax, you know, League One championship teams, but he, already you can see that there's something, there's a spark there. There's, there's, there's an understanding and it's not... I think last season, before the season started in the, in the warm-up games, we looked, I think the word we all used was clunky. Mm. At times, we didn't seem to to work with them two with with Ryan. A really, it is working. We haven't had our back line out yet, our full back line, or even most of it, you know. So hopefully this week again we'll take an extra step. Sad coming back in, and you know, hopefully a couple of others. Um, but but for me, uh, I mean, the, the Halifax game itself was. I I really enjoyed it. I was I was surprised this weekend at Halifax's result because I thought. I thought they looked really good against us. I thought they had some, you know, real quality. Um, and we had to work hard at times. Some of our discipline, like Paul said, wasn't wasn't brilliant. I know uh, Burgess went off for 10 minutes, didn't he, in the bin. And I think Danny Addy's got a ban, a one-week ban or something from, yeah. from that game. Um, but overall, it, it was a good test for us. But uh, the, the other thing that really stands out is, is uh, certainly Elijah Taylor, again, like he did last year, Straight away at the start of the season, looks looks brilliant. He, he just he's, he's so commanding and he's he's in everything, like a, an old style loose forward would be. And I, I like to see that he's got good hands. He's a clever guy, and he gets through the work. And 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 the other one, and I'm sure you both agree, is, is Shane Wright. Mm. He could be a real find this guy because from what I've seen of him, he looks the part. He looks like a proper second row forward. He looks the build of him. He's got pace. He's got hands. Yeah, um, and I think again talking about settling in like Ryan, all the new signings are really, you know, they're really co- contributing to, you know, to, to what looks exciting at the moment. And Paul Rowley's obviously, we know the problems we've got in terms of bulk and size, so he's working on a different way of getting around these teams, and these kind of players fit perfectly into that situation. Yeah, talking about bulk and size, King Bunny, yeah, yeah, wah. Uh, Paul scored just for our time, and another bit, another player who's joined us this season, Amir Bora crashed over uh, early in the second half as well. So uh, both impressed, uh, I thought. I was impressed with Amir Bora. Yeah, I thought he had a, a real energy about him, a, a hooker there, and a good bit distribution from him as well. Looks like he can defend, and he didn't look out of place, did he? Considering he's not played for us before. Um, I was very, very impressed with him, and just echo what you you said there about the other guy, Shane Wright. I've been impressed with him. I think, like I said, plays with his socks down, looks like an old, a proper old school player, doesn't he? And uh, he's not a utility man. 
he's a second rower. And I think the same with Elijah Taylor. I mean, you've only got to look at the work rate he gets through. And you can tell when the final looter goes, he looks knackered. Yeah. He looks absolutely shattered, like he's got absolutely nothing left. And that's all you can ask of a player. If a player's coming off and laughing and joking, to me, he's not done his whack. But if you're coming off like that and you're absolutely, oh, I can't say that word, no. but absolutely shattered. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really, really like him. I spoke to him last season at that one of the training sessions and what a lovely man as well. Really, really well-mannered man. And, you know, Barry Broncos have got him as head coach as well. And I think they've got a real asset with him there. So, yeah, dead impressed with them too. Amir Burrow, as you say. King Vunny Yawa. I think I got it right there, maybe. Yeah, he did. He powered over. He powered over there. And he's got some size in. I mean, he, he's, a, he's a big... He's not the, the biggest builder, but he's quite slim. He surprised me, but he, he's powerful. And I think if you get him right near the line, run at the line there, he's going to take a few people over them. And he did there. So, uh, yeah, impressed with him as well. And uh, we've got that Akawala there. I think he needs to probably just up his work rate a bit. But he's another player, very, very athletic as well. So, uh, so yeah, I was impressed. And just going back to what you said, both said about Ryan Briley. I mean, I think he's he's been a real find. And I've said it before. I said it on that three-word match. But I think he's found his home at Salford. I know he was at Lee for a long time. But I think now, not saying and taking anything away from his career at Lee, but I think at Salford now he, he's settled in. I think the crowd like him. You're getting good vibes off him that way. And I think he wants to do well. He wants to impress because, you know, he's genuinely a local lad, isn't he? And you want, you want to put it all on the line, don't you, for, you, for your family who are watching you and the supporters. So I think he's going to have a really, really good season and could be the sign of the season. Yeah, we spoke to him a few weeks back, didn't we? He <coughs> talked about how uh, the style of play, how it, uh, you know, it's, you know, moving the ball around and, you know, free-flowing and, and how it works so hard on it at Parky. And, uh, you know, obviously... If it continues in that way and we're able to tear Super League teams apart the way they tore sort of Halifax apart at times, then uh, you know we're in for a good, good, good season. Yeah, Neil. Only the thing about you say about tearing teams apart, he's part of that. That's mm. his, you know, that's his game. That's where he's going to be coming in in useful for us. Um, I think I think our backline is is so exciting. I really do. It, it, I thought that last year, but obviously we lost players with COVID and injuries and everything else that went on last season. Um, if we can get even, you know, most of them on the pitch every week, Ryan will absolutely thrive with them guys. They're, they'll find space. They'll they'll put him through gaps. Um, if he sticks close to Brodie Croft and, and Mark Sneed, I think he's, he could get an absolute hat full of tries this season. Um, he, he just looks, he looks happy. You can see that in the way he plays, and I think that that's a massive thing for for any player. Um, I think when you can look at it with the overseas players a lot of the time, and they come over and they, when they're taking time to settle in and stuff, they, they look a bit lost, and they, you know, and a lot of the time it's what we brought him over here for. You don't realise how long it takes to adjust, and then once he's settled and get used to the surroundings and, and the weather being a massive thing, then you see the best best of these players. And at the moment, now Ryan's come straight in. He, He's fitting straight into the squad. He knows that he, Paul Rowley likes him. He knows he's, his, you know, his man. So he's safe in, in the position. If he works hard each week, he's going to be starting a game every week. There's no, there's no worry about that. There's no fear about his spot in the team. All he's got to do is his job. Just concentrate on doing that job. Um, and I think he's going to be a real asset now, look, looking at that. And the, the, the thing is for him, as it stands still, he's going to have a lot of pressure because obviously, you know, we've still got Morgan Escaray hanging about so you have one bad game, you know, he can be out of it. Yeah. So it's um, it's a great position to be in. Uh, I, we, we've all got to be delighted for Ryan. 
it's come round for him now and, and now's his chance. And if he can have a, you know, a really good season with us and then he goes off to the World Cup, I, I would have thought. Yeah, it's a real strong spine, uh, Paul. Uh, like like we said, we're in Briley and then we've got uh, Brody Croft, Mark Sneed, um, Andy Ackers. Uh, Ame Burr impressed me. I thought he was very good. And then you got Chris Atkin as well in that role where, you know, he's going to be challenging both mm-hmm. half-backs and hooking role. It's going to be interesting to see sort of how he can fit into them two areas. It's going to be very interesting to see the start in 13 against Castleford, mm-hmm. just to see who Paul Rowley goes with. Because I don't think anybody in that sort of spine has let anybody down in, in pre-season. Everybody's looked really sharp. And just going back to what you said before about clunky, yeah, I totally agree with you last season. I thought in the pre-season we did. But we've looked a lot sharper. The passing's been crisper for me in these two games. I know we've only played Swinton and Halifax, but moves, we look exciting when we've got the ball. You can see people coming in, you know, in chiming. You've got Ryan Briley chiming in the back there like Nile Level used to do. Some of them moves, you can see from what Paul Rowley used to use in his Lee days. If you remember how Lee used to play under Paul Rowley, a lot of it was not off the cuff, I would say that's a bit disrespectful, but they used to move the ball wide very, very quickly. They'd do things differently and surprise teams and, and catch teams out early on in the tackle count. And I think that's the way to play that sort of expansive game. That People are going to love that. Supporters are going to love that. So I've seen a bit of that in, um, in, in, in pre-season so far. And I think we'll see a bit of that in the league. I don't think we're going to be a boring team to watch. I don't think we're going to be five drives and a kick. Um, I think there's there's enough exciting players there to to really make teams stand up and think. Blimey, we're going to have to watch it when we play these because we don't know what they're going to bring to the table. You know, you can you can be that sort of boring team, can't you? Going robotically, but we've not got the size in the pack. I don't think to go through teams like that. I think we've got to go round teams, and it looks like that's the way we're going to go. Yeah, playing expansive rugby, Parky, is great um, as long as your error count isn't high. And from what I've seen so far, it's not. So as long as we can continue to recycle the ball and not, and if we are going to give the ball away, give it up the field away from our goal, uh, we'll be all right. Yeah, it's, it's how yeah, it's how you execute it, isn't it? You know, you can't. You, someone's going to drop the ball. You can't make allowances for that. But it, it's how how you do, how often you do it. Um, and like I've said, looking at our backline, there's a lot of experience in there. A lot of players who not with you know good know-how. It's not we're not just excited, but young and excited. You know, players throwing the ball about. The two halfbacks will will control things. We know Mark Snead will. That'll be his job mainly. Um, Brody just looks so unorthodox. Some of the things he was doing the other night, these little steps and the you know he's just got that thing. Whatever it is, I I don't know that that Jacko's got. You know that sort of. I'm not I'm not comparing him to Jacko. Don't. You know, different players can play different styles, different, you know, everything. But when you watch a play, you just sort of go, yeah, that's that's it. Whatever it is, that's it. And um, I think with, with them two leading us around the park, uh, and then the back line, as I say, depending on who plays, I mean, Tim Lafay, you know, we, we'll probably chat about later, but coming in with his experience, Sargentson, Watkins, hopefully, you're going to have Burgess, Seal, Williams. Yeah, you know, anyone, Dion Cross, who's coming in, looked looked really good and impressive. Um, you know, there's any number, and then obviously Ryan being, being at the back of it all, it does look really exciting. And like we've said, there's only really one way we can play. So we've got to make it work and hopefully we get a dry summer. That's perfect. That's a great way of playing. And the entertainment factor should get people uh, rolling up to, to, to come and watch. Yeah, the great 
players, uh, Paul, are just able to freeze time, aren't they? And, and be able to find something. And and I thought that with, with Croft uh, being able to think it was the Ryan Briley's second try, I think, where he just able to spot the gap in the Halifax stands and just go through it. And, you know, you, you see moments like that and you think, you know what, like Parky said, he's got some of this kid. Yeah, top players see things, don't they? They've got the vision and they, they know where, where to... How to execute things, don't they? You know, nine times out of ten, it's right and it's perfect. And it, rugby league's a lot about that. It's not a crash bang wallop, is it? You've got to get your timing right. You've got to do things right. You've got to pull things off. So you've got a bit to see things as well. Like you know, you've got you're kicking for somebody there. That player's got to read it as well. So you know, you've got to work together. A lot of that comes off in the training ground. No use having somebody like Brody Croft. And he's putting a kicking for somebody, and they're miles behind because they don't know what's going on. So they've got to have that understand understandability. Is that a word? Um, understanding, we'll say. <laughs> what does that word for Scrabble? Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I'm liking that. And like you said, Mark Sneed, he's another one. He's no dummy. He's won the Lance Todd Trophy. He's he's very experienced, vastly experienced, good goal kicker as well. But he knows how to marshal a team and 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 put those kicks in. I don't I don't see Croft as a as a player who's going to, you know, line up kicks for people to score, that's more Mark Sneed, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But I do see Brody Croft linking up well with Ryan Briley. He looks like a guy who's going to back up well, good support player, and who's going to be there setting people up. So he does look, he looks really ex- like Baggs. I'm really excited about what I've seen, and you can't sort of jump ready yourself and go, "Yeah, we're going to win the Super League because we beat Halifax and Swinton." But I just feel a bit more excited than I did this time twelve months ago, yeah. and I don't know whether that's me being a bit gaff or or what I'm not too sure we'll, we'll see won't we we'll see when the, the cask because that cask was going to be a baptism of fire yeah. I yeah. think you're going into the lion's den there you've got Lee Radford and the, the signings he's made that Kenny Edwards I think has gone there a few others there's a few headbangers in that team so you're not going to get nothing for nothing there they're going to come out and want to rattle you all over the show so that's going to be hard work but let's just get Warrington out of the way first and see what we can work on some more combinations against Warrington Yep, I spoke to Paul Rowley after the game, and this is what he had to say. Coach's corner. Right, Paul, it's Rob. Hi, Rob. Yeah, good win tonight against Halifax. Talk us through it. Um, yeah, a good win. They had a very strong team uh, out tonight, and you know they they started with a really big pack and and a physical pack, and and they are a physical side, so. Um, you know, challenge us in different areas, and and they're certainly uh, uh, you know competitive throughout, and put a lot of pressure on us, uh, as did we on them as well. So I, I think both camps will be better for the the outing. Um, we'll continue to learn. We've got a couple of weeks left before our season starts, and, and they're going to theirs next week. So um, you know they 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 look uh, like a team that's going to push. You know, the favourites, Lee and Fev, all the, all the way. So, uh, we, you know, we wish them well. Two tries from uh, Ryan Briley tonight. Yeah. Um, showed his, his dangerous and showed his skill. Uh, must be excited to see what he can do in 2022. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I know what Ryan can do. Um, and as, as much as it was his try scoring, I think it was his all-round game, to be honest. He was, he was fantastic in defence. Uh, you know, he marshalled everybody, controlled the defensive line. And popped up in the right areas at the right time, um, as well as you know providing a last pass for a few more tries as well. So it was a class act, definitely. Yeah, he took him and, and crossed off in that second half. Is that just precautionary or? or uh, yeah, 
they'd done enough. Uh, they both fit. I just felt they'd done enough, and and they, I think they got what they needed out of that game, and 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 it served no purpose to leave them any longer. Yeah, it was a tough workout. Uh, both uh, sort of in defence, which is what you need. Yeah, definitely. It was uh, like I say, it was difficult. We 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 swapped and changed a little bit, so we become a little bit disjointed. Uh, we left some bodies out there. For example, Danny Addy, who, who you know he, he he'd been. Uh, a close contact and, and and so he'd missed a large chunk of training so uh, you know this was his first hit out and, and so you know they, they, they were they were really gassed at times but we left them out there just to you know see how they coped with it and uh, and so uh, yeah it was it was good for, for that purpose as always that's what friendlies are for uh, you know the physical side of things so uh, you know we've definitely got a decent squad um, you know, we just need to work on being a bit more consistent in, in the good things that we do. Yeah, Amir Borough scored on his debut as well. Very impressive display from him. Yeah, I thought Amir did all right, actually. I think, um, you know, you know, he had, he had a, if you want to call it a debut, a good debut. Uh, again, he was another who's been stood down for 10 days as well. So they've missed large chunks of the training. Uh, it's come back in. He, he works really hard. As Amir is a very honest uh, young man. It's his hometown as well, Halifax, so it would have been particularly pleasing for him. Um, he scored a try, but I thought the most pleasing aspects of his game were what he did defensively. I think he was pretty good. So, um, like everybody else, things to work on, but going in the right direction. Who scored Solfer's last try? We couldn't really see from up here. Who scored Solfer's last try? Yeah. Was uh, it Costello? God knows. Was it Addy? Danny Addy. Uh, Danny Addy. Telling yeah. me he's Danny Addy here. So, yeah, who knows? I think <laughs> Somebody. I've been working my way down there at that point. I don't know. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, like you said, you've got Dan Sanderson coming back in uh, to, to contention. Um, we've had Lafay as well in the country as well from next week. You've got a rich talent and you're in that centre position to pick from now. Yeah, just need to get everyone up to speed. I think you know um, certainly on paper um, the names is is good. You know it's, we've got some strength. It's just getting everybody fit well and understanding and and, and aligned with one another really, so that you know we we are we are a team and we're all on the same page. So uh, we've still got plenty of work to do, and uh, I'm sure we'll get better as the season goes on. Yeah, you got Warrington in in two weeks. Um, what is, is the plan? Obviously, train hard and now ready for ready for Warrington. Is that is that the plan? Yeah, definitely. We'll have the weekend off now and then. I'll, I'll get back into the grind as as per normal. Nothing changes there. And then we've got Warrington um, the week before the Super League starts. So anybody who needs a top up or people like Lafay and Sarge who's, who won't played yet, they'll be featuring in that game. So uh, obviously, we we'll have to be very careful with. With our, uh, our players uh, in, in in the week leading to a, a game, so ideally we'd have had a, another hit out next week. But um, you know, schedules are, are tight, and obviously championship start next week. So um, it, it was a, it was a difficult one. Any injuries to report? Um, uh, just Ryan Lannan had a little bit of a um, a calf injury, so uh, his evening were cut short because uh, we wanted him to do long minutes as well. So uh, that was the only worry. Brilliant. Cheers, Paul. Thank you. So that's Paul Rowley, Park Hitogsby after the game, and he was sort of happy the the workout uh, and the team uh, performance. Yeah, I think, like Paul said earlier, it was important as well. We, we came away without injuries or major injuries. There'll be bumps and bruises, there always is every week, isn't there? But um, that was good. You know, a few more cobwebs blown away for a few other players who hadn't played. 
chance for them to come in, like you say, Borough and people like that got got a run out. Um, and it, I think I think the main thing was just just to go through the basically go through the motions, if you like. Mm. We're getting these these you know these these pairings right, and uh, it, it seemed to work. I know again, like we, you know we, we've said it, it's Halifax. Let's not you know it's not Saint Helens. So let's not get carried away, but. We, we've got to work on it. You can only do it in certain games. You know, there's no there's no point being rusty going into the cast game. Um, so I I hope there, there will be changes. I think for for Friday for for Moose's testimonial. But I hope he does give everybody who's going to start that cast game that chance to have a, a run together, the last run out properly. You know, before unless we get fit something in. You know, behind closed doors or whatever. But it's it, it's important now um, to to get that right. But I think, um, I think as a coach, you, you, you look at that game, you go, not everything was perfect. We've got things to work on. But the things we did, well, we did really well. And we came away without, you know, too many scrapes. So all round, I'm sure, I'm sure Paul was buzzing. Yeah, it talks about sort of leaving the players on the field, uh, Paul, that little bit longer, getting them, gassing them out a bit, which I suppose is important in pre-season because obviously that is what pre-season is all about. It's about getting fit and players throughout the season will be on the field maybe at times where they shouldn't be because they're, they're, too, they're tired. So how they perform in that sort of particular uh, state will will, uh, will now be in the uh, the locker of uh, Paul Rowley. Well, I think that's what pre-season is all about. I mean, I'm the expert on the coaching and what they do in the week, but I think once the season starts, you're not going to be flogging your players to death week, you know, in, in, in game week. I, I think more training is more then for working on things isn't it? and improving things. Your pre-seasons when you do flog them to death because you want to get to that level of fitness, that fitness where you're chucking up after training because you've got to go through that to get to a level, haven't you, of fitness? So, so yeah, I'm sure he wanted players to get game time and get that sort of battle hardness under the belt, ready for when the season starts. And then you just you just tick over, then don't you? Because you're playing week in, week out. So, uh, so yeah, I would say that pre-season's probably gone pretty well for him, really. I mean, you've not, you know, touch wood, we've not lost any players to injury, which is a good thing because you get these horror stories in pre-season, don't you? When somebody breaks a leg or or something, something bad like that. So, none, nothing like that's happened so far. So we just want to go through the Warrington game. Now, like you said, work on some combinations. A lot of it depends on what side they put out, but I would worry about that if I was Paul Rowley. I think you can only go against what side's put out against you and uh, and just try and work on things. But well, if Warrington don't play full strength, it doesn't make any difference to us as long as we you know, sort of do our business and get a, get a good result. And again, no injuries. Yeah, big thanks for your three-word match reports and man of the matches. Uh, Parker, you said really good t- test um, Brody Croft was your man of the match. Colin Reynolds, fine, look good. Croft, Colin Wilson, very enjoyable game. Croft, Mark, very slick performance. Croft, uh, Paul seems to be uh, picking up some uh, fans up early doors. Croft, yeah, he does. Yeah, and like we've said before, because he, he seems to have that sort of X factor about him, doesn't he? That excitement. He, he don't know. He just looks the part. You, sometimes we've had players before who've come from overseas, I don't want to name any names, but in the last few years, and you think, mm, not so sure about him. And he, he might have tried really hard and not quite been at their level. And then you see players like Jackson Hastings, and yeah, you can tell straight away as soon as he touches the ball, he's got something about him. Brody Cross, Cross that sort of player, he's got that. I don't know, it's like Pag said, it's hard to describe what it is, but you can see in a player, when you see a player doing something, you. 
I like what he's doing there. He's got a good brain. He's got good feet. He's got good hands. You can tell he's been, he's played at a level before, um, and he definitely has. And I think he, he'll, he'll bring something to Super League. Teams will be wary about him. And and you look next season, we'll probably have a have a real task on hand keeping hold of him because there'll be teams sniffing around him trying to take him. So we've uh, he'll surprise teams this season. I think same with Shane. Right? I think he's another one where teams will stand up and think, blimey. Who's recruited him? Because why did we get him? Because he's he's a, he's a top player. So I think you'll get that from Croft. Uh, Chris and Janet Shenton, pretty fast passing. Uh, Briley, uh, Paul, you said found his home. Ryan Briley, uh, Scott Lawson, back back line excitement, and Arthur Bollard, uh, rook control needed, and his man of the match was Croft. Um, I would say, do you, do you think that we struggled around the rook, Parker? I think I understand what he's saying. That there are there are times where it's difficult with us because I always think we get harshly dealt with anyway. And certainly last year, um, there's a fine line between slowing the play down a little bit, controlling it, and just completely slowing the game down and getting penalised for it. Yeah, there's that. We we do we have struggled with that in the past. And but Halifax, to be fair, did a couple of times get a bit of a roll on. Because our players didn't, I don't, we didn't get back quick enough. Mm. And the half back, sorry, the acting half for, for, for um, Halifax was spotty, where, you know, who was, who was being a little bit lazy. It's pre season, and I'm not going to, you know, have a go. But I understand that because I did, I remember thinking at the time, we need to stop them doing this. They're getting roll on. And if this is, like I say, if this is Saints, Wigan, Leeds, you know, Warrington in, in the regular season, they, that turns a game. And we say it all the time, don't we? That once once the tide turns slightly, you can get 20, 30 points put on you without even thinking about it. Mm. So that needs to that does need to stop. There is a fine line. Um, we were penalised a few times for it. I don't think that referee was was great against Halifax, by the way. I don't know who he was, but I just I think he he, he struggled with a few things. But um, no, I'm sure Paul will have spotted that. Paul Rowley was it? You know, he's a, he was a canny hooker, wasn't he? He knows the game and. I remember his lead team having a few tricks and, and Toronto as well. Um, so they'll, they'll work on that. They'll watch that. And we, the, the one thing we've got to be careful of is what we did last year was just give penalty after penalty after penalty. Our discipline was awful. And we can't afford that. We're going to have any chance of making any playoffs or, you know, God forbid, you know, being in relegation scrap. So, uh, yeah, I understand what they're saying. It, there was a little bit of that, but it is pre-season, so we can let it slide, I think. Yeah, obviously pre-season uh, over. Well, Pat, well, Warrington um, coming up, uh, Paul. So it's uh, it's interesting to see uh, sort of uh, you know what team puts out there and, and then have an idea of what's to come against Cass. Yeah, I'd probably say Paul Rowley will go with a strong side against Warrington because you surely now, as we said before, we've gone on this progression playing Swinton and Halifax Warrington. So he'll be looking now for me, or I would be if I was the coach, of playing my strongest side just so I can see how they go in that game, but the proof of the pudding's going to be in it against Castleford and when the Super League starts, because it's an unforgiving competition, Super League, you, you know, you're backing up every week, aren't you, against quality opposition, and yeah, we've only played Swinton and, and Halifax, and you look at, when you look at some of these other sides in Super League and see how they've strengthened and the players they've brought, and, and there's some good sides there, didn't I mean, look at Leeds, and they've got Aiden Caesar and Blake Austin at half, you know, we, we think we've signed well, but some of these sides have, have signed really well, I know Leeds stuff all at weekend, didn't they? And I looked at the old team, that was more or less their full strength side. Also, 
you know, there might be a few shocks. I was talking to a, a lad at work the other day. He was a Wakefield supporter. We were working together on a job and he was a season ticket holder. I'd never met him before. We were, we were chatting away about rugby league and what have you. And he was sort of saying, I think Wakefield are really going to struggle. I think you guys are going to do all right. So it, sometimes, it, you know, other supporters, because they're looking on the outside, looking sort of at us, they think we've signed really well and we're going to do well. So I don't know. The, the sides in Super League that I think perhaps they, they could struggle, you know, some of the bigger teams like Hull, are they going to be good? I think there's going to be a lot of shocks this season, I really mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, it's going to be tough going to France, Catalans have signed well, but you don't really know until it all kicks off and gets going, do you? So there could be some shocks and, and, and twists and turns, but for us, I think we've got enough in our tank, like Parky said, he's a, he's a wily old coach, Paul Rollies. he'll have stuff up his sleeve, he's not, mm-hmm. he, he knows the game inside out, I think, Paul Rowley does, and uh, no, I, I I think he'll do well for us. Wiley old fox. <laughs> <Back here>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he'd like the old tag, would he? But um, <laughs> I haven't retired that long, has it? No. Or is it just my age that's worried? Yeah, no. But yeah, I agree with that. I think I think the season itself will be an absolute mixed bag for everybody. Um, the, the the teams at the top, I think there's there's two three. Really strong candidates. Uh, then below that, there's probably a team I think will finish fourth and fifth. And then after that, I think it's a mix for everybody. I really do. And I think if if you can avoid injuries and have a decent run, doesn't matter who you are. You know, we, we're talking about ourselves. I, I I as excited as I am, you know, the bookies are rarely that far wrong, and they'd have us in the bottom three. Now they'd have us. Wakefield, Toulouse, you know, all in the bottom. We, we, we talk about Wakefield every year. You look at me, you think, oh, they, they're still at Bellevue, the place is falling down. You know, they don't get any players in. What? Do, and then every year, they just bond as a club and, mm-hmm. and, and do it again. Um, and, and, you know, probably finish just outside the playoffs. Um, you know, and, and these team Hull Cats have got big changes being made. Warrington, really, you know, it's a big turnaround. Hull KR, can they be as good as last year? They had a great season, but can they do it again? We've been there. We've had great odd years and then fell apart, you know. So I really think it's a mixed bag this year. I don't think you can you can predict, but uh, certainly looking forward to it. And uh, you know, once Friday's out of the way, then it's you know it's all systems go. Yeah, exciting times uh, to come. So that's our look back at the Halifax win. And next, we're going to look at all the big news uh, coming out of the club this week. So, Paul, we're going to start with uh, Tim Laffey in the country now, training with the boys, um, looking to start against Warrington on Friday. Um, you know, from what I've seen on YouTube, he, he looks like a player, so uh, it might be interesting to see if he can force a way into uh, Paul Rowley's starting 17. It's a nice headache for Paul Rowley to have, having somebody of that quality that's come over from the NRL and from what I've seen and heard of him. I don't know a massive deal about him, but he, I've been told he's a, he's a really solid defender, really good defender. And you know what you want is a guy who's not going to who's going to come over and work really hard. I think and he doesn't seem like he's got loads of mistakes in him as well. Looks, uh, you know, if he can hang on to the ball and do it, do his working defensively, and you know, add a bit on attack. I think you've got a good player there. But you know, he's experienced and. You look at that back line there, you've got Dan Sargent there, Callum Watkins, Dion Cross, who's been so impressive. And, you know, you wouldn't have really 
without being disrespectful to him, you wouldn't really have said, oh, he'll be his first choice. But for me, he's got a massive chance of playing against Castlewood because of the way he's played. Then you've got like Kensio, Burgess, Williams, that that sort of three-quarter line. <clears throat> it's really good. He's really, really good. So, yeah, I think he's got a, a great chance of making the team. I'd like to see him play against Warrington. I think he's got to do really, hasn't he? You know, to even if it's just half a game. But uh, but yeah, no, he's another really exciting signing, and uh, you know, a guy that's going to definitely add to the squad. You're our NRL expert, Parky. <laughs> talk, tell us what you do, what you know about about Patim Lafay. Well, like, like I said a couple of weeks ago, the guy has has been at the top level for for ten years or, or more in, in the NRL. He, he, you know, he. He came from, as I said the other week, he came from nothing, absolutely nothing. He worked his way, he worked hard to be where he got to, and unfortunately, he fell out favour. He's probably had a, you know, a couple of injuries, and he, he he took a step back, a step, you know, down a level, if you like, to to play in sort of championship level over there, which championship level in Australia is probably half as good as Super League anyway. I would have thought, if not more. So. Um, a really talented player, lots, lots of talent, lots of, he's, he, you know, he's a strong lad as well. He's a good runner with a ball, like Paul said, defensively sound. Um, and I think what what's really good for us is he's a man with a point to prove. Mm. At 30 years old, did, did the NRL say you're over the hill? You're finished? You're not going to be good enough? Uh, we, we've seen it how many times that players, are, I mean, 30 is not, not an age these days for, for rugby league players, is it? You know, it's, he's got another... Probably three, four, five years at the top level, perhaps depending on how how you know lucky he is with injuries. He, he's a really good sign. I, I I said it the other week. I'm I'm still kind of a bit surprised that we managed to just pick him up from nowhere. That nobody else seemed to have spotted him. No one was linked with him. It was out of the blue. And that 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 backline. We've said it a few times, but the centres are going to be uh, really tough to to get into. You know, we Sarge and and, and Watkins obviously two. Two brilliantly experienced players, you know, both internationals in their own right. You've got Lafayette coming in. You've got Matty Costello, who for me, every time I see him, he does nothing wrong. You know, Dion Cross is a winger, but he's been playing centre and doesn't look out of place in these two two friendlies. Um, Harvey Levette, when he's fit, can easily fit back in, in, in there. And then outside that, you know, obviously, like Paul said, you know, the likes of Burgess and uh, Williams and CO. Uh, it's, it, you look at that and you just think, wow, that's that's actually you know a really tasty backline. I think Tim just adds to that. Um, he needs a run out, you know. I'm sure he's he looked after himself in pre season. He's got over here now. He's worked with the lads for a couple of weeks, and uh, yeah, I, I'm excited to see him. And uh, I've got, a, you know, depending on injuries with other players, looking at it now in my own mind, I think it's that against Cass. It's going to be exciting uh, times for him, obviously, and for us. If he if he's able to produce the the talent, the form uh, in that he's showing the NRL, uh, Paul, we're on we're on for a a star. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, like Park, you said that the sort of lower grade in the in Australia, is it the Queensland Cup or, or, or whatever over there now? It, yeah, some of them sides are, to be as good as some of the lower sides in the Super League. I'm pretty sure of that. So. Uh, He's played at that top level as well. He's got an awful lot of experience that he's bringing over. And yet, a man with a point to prove, he's always going to be you know, dangerous. He wants to come over here and, and show people he's not finished yet. He's, I'm pretty sure he'll settle in at Salford. And he's got a good group around him as well. And 
I keep forgetting about the likes of Harvey Levert, you know, because he's been injured quite a bit. So you've got him there as well, haven't you? And I know we say Dan Sargison, but he spends quite a bit of time suspended, doesn't he? So <laughs> are we going to get a full season out of him? So it's good that we've got other players to step in if, if, if needed. But I think Lafayette is going to be more than just a stepping merchant. I think he's, he's a quality player. Yep. Other news. Um, the Ghana... Uh, link up is uh, is is going strong. Parky club have uh, unveiled a, a a shirt, a Ghana merch shirt, uh, basically a, a Salford uh, t-shirt with the Ghana badge on the sleeve. It's great that the club have managed to to put this together uh, and uh, celebrate our partnership. Yeah, and it's it's actually a quality top as well. As soon as I spotted it, I, I was sending it to some of the lads, like photos of it, saying, "Look at this. This is you know, it's excellent." Um, Brilliant, brilliant. I mean, I saw them the other week that the, the articles that have been written about them and uh, the, the, see, seeing them all lined up in, in the last year's, uh, well, the year before, Salford kit, you know, the black one and all that. You see them all lined up. It looked, it was brilliant. I'm thinking, this this is Ghana. You know, rugby league in Ghana. And then we're, we're the head of that. You know, this is Salford rugby league, what we're talking about. Um, I think it's fantastic. The progress they're going to make. Um, hopefully the link up, you know, works further down the line as well in, in terms of players, you know, exchange and that sort of thing. But the the, the top is is really really good. Um, uh, yeah, it's, my birthday was the other week. But if we can just, you know, if anyone's out there who wants to <laughs> send me one, um, you know, I'll I'll happily wear it. Um, quite quite regular. But yeah, no, really good move by the club and, and just more progress and. It shows that this isn't just a gimmick. This is this is for real. Now, uh, the, the guy from the Ghana RL, whose name escapes me, met uh, um, the, the mayor of Salford uh, while he was over here, uh, which is, again, you know, just shows the commitment, not just from the club, but, you know, that the city has made. And, uh, and hopefully, you know, we can all benefit from it. Yeah, we seem to be making lots of inroads in, into the the, the the sporting population of Ghana, uh, Paul. Because we've got uh, obviously the the thirty four listeners in in Ghana, and also uh, the sort of the Ghana Broadcasting uh, Co-op uh, Corporation have have, have been uh, liking and retweeting our re- uh, our tweets as well as the clubs as well. So I think it's great that uh, obviously what what they're doing, and and hopefully it'll promote us uh, even more into the world of Ghana. I think it's brilliant. I think it's absolutely amazing that that we we're getting involved with that, and you know, somewhere you know, so far away from Salford, and and people are, you know, interested in in Salford Rugby League Club. They've got the shirts and they play. And I think it's great. I just think it's brilliant if we can do it, perhaps in some other countries as well, and you know, get supporters clubs all over the world and, and spread the name of our club because we've been told that before we're not the biggest name in rugby league, but by doing things like this. It's helping us on that journey, isn't it? You know, we've we've got a lot of good things going at the moment. You've got the ladies team coming up, and some other teams are happening as well. You've got this partnership with Ghana. It's good that we're in the news for for good things. Whereas you think a few years ago, we was always in the news for crises, that one crisis after another, weren't we? And, and bad sort of things. But at the moment, every time you see us in the news, it's it's something to smile about, and I think that's great. Yeah. 
Park is obviously great news that the, the club is sort of growing. Uh, the Rising Stars played against the Welsh under 16 lads uh, this week and, 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 you know, played really well. Also, the reserves had a game this week as well and they beat Crossfields 26-22 after being 16 points down. So it kind of uh, it shows the direction the club is going that we're able to put these teams out and perform well too. Yeah, it was only, what, well, less than 10 years ago, if that, you know, probably a lot less than that. that we, we were focused solely on one team, the first team, and that was it. That was Salford Rugby League Club and all it stood for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the work that's gone on behind the scenes from, from everybody at the club is is phenomenal. Not just, you know, like you say, not just what we, we, we're doing in Ghana. I mean, what, what wouldn't it be wonderful to see them in the World Cup in a few years' time? You know, that would be progress or you know I'm not saying the next one in France but the one after that and you know whatever but um and then the, the Welsh link up it, not before time for me always been a, a, a big thing for for Salford and and everything everything we've done well in in our history has involved many many Welshmen so you know our, most of our club greats I think are probably Welsh so that that was that needed to be done and then these you know these teams below that I mean obviously the reserves is a new thing this year but the scholarships and everything, it, it's, come from, it's, it's come from hard work. So when I say this, you know, I don't, but it's come from nowhere. You know, two, two or three years ago, this wasn't, this wasn't even on the, you know, on the agenda. We were, we, we were having none of this. We knew we couldn't have an academy and that was it. Um, so I, I'm delighted. It's great to see. And, the, and it's not just about the winning of these games as well. Mm. It, it's the people that are now involved whether it be a coaching level or a physio or something to do with the fitness or and the players themselves, you know, they, they might be new to the game, might be new fans now. And it, it, it's just expanding our name throughout Salford and, and, and everywhere else. And uh, it, we, we should be very proud of what the club's done in the last in the last two two to three years. The, the effort is, is, you know, tremendous. Yeah, it may feel and look like it's come from nowhere, Paul, but... <laughs> You know, we do have sort of some very good people involved in the process, and they've worked hard to to, to get uh, the teams up and running and and put us in a position where we can promote the game and promote the sport through uh, sort of rugby. Uh, there was a Trafford Rugby League Festival this week, uh, which was put on by the Sovereign Devils Foundation. Six schools in, involved um, from Ashton, Wellington, and Stretford Grammar, so as well as three other ones. So that's that's great. Obviously, that you know we're able to 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 put on these these tournaments and and grow the game, and hopefully uh, the the pupils at these schools will will want to engage and, and come to matches and 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 grow their participation further. Yeah, let's let's hope so. I mean, it's not going to do any any harm at all. Is it? I think it's great. I mean, you just mentioned the foundation there and the work they do. I mean, they're not awash with millions and millions of pounds, are they? But there's an awful lot of people who this rugby league club means so much to, and and they volunteer and they help out and they do great things. And I think over the last sort of eighteen months, the the club has has definitely put Salford back on the map for me. And why we couldn't have done this? In the previous regime, when we did have a bit of money behind us, I don't know, but I think that just says all you need to say about that that regime, if you like. But I think now with the people who are who are running the club and involved in the club, whether it be Paul King or his directors or or people in the foundation or the supporters trust or us guys doing this and 
other people volunteering, doing bits and bobs. I think everybody's pulling in the right direction. Everybody's doing their bit and everybody's spreading spreading the word of the club. And that's all you, all, all you can do, really. So, I mean, the work's been tremendous. And as I said before, I just love going on the internet, going on social media or getting an email off the club and just reading it and thinking, oh, that's great. That's great work. I'm not reading about a points deduction or a player getting banned or this, that and the other. You know, you know what I mean? I, think, I just think in the moment now, it's less stressful to be a Salford supporter because <laughs> there's a lot more good news going on. Whereas before, I was panicking, thinking, oh God, what's the next bad news going to be? You know, and, it, and it's it's been a breath of fresh air. It really has. And um, long may it continue. Yeah, the uh, Salford Devils disability, physical disability team have a training mm-hmm. session back on the 13th of February, um, 10.30 to 11.30. Um, I would say invested in, in, in the community um, and obviously rugby's for everyone. Absolutely. Uh, we, we've mentioned it a few times. I hope that goes you know, really well. I hope we get you know, good numbers and, and uh, from, from there it'll grow, obviously. But yep. that's, that's just another wing of what we need to be doing and Again, like like I said, you know, two or three years ago, this wasn't. We didn't have any of this. We didn't, oh. we, you know, we had a first team basically, and that's as good as it was going to be. Um, and no wonder that you know that certain aspects of the, the the sport looked at us as a a poor relation. And now you look at what's going on there. If we can get you know everything up and running, we're, we're as good as anybody. Um, I'm I'm just uh, yeah I, I I'm I'm kind of blown away by it all and, and like I say we should just be so proud of, of of the work that's gone in and and hopefully the results will will show. Yeah, so if you're ten, if you're obviously physically disabled and you're over ten years old, uh, you can and you want to play rugby league, uh, contact Craig Fisher at salford.cc.ac.uk uh, and he'll give you the details of uh, how to get involved in that. Uh, final bit of news. Um, Paul is the new Super League promo video. Um, have you have you seen it? Uh, and what do you think? I got um, was it there was a message or something? Was it from Solver saying something to look out for at seven o'clock? And I thought, oh, what, what's going on now? And then a couple of other clubs put it out, so I did realise it was going to be something like that. And then I saw the video and I was watching it, and it's one of them when you watch them videos, you like. Just tunnel vision, aren't you looking for him? But I didn't see us on it, so, so <laughs> I don't know. It, yeah, it was all right. I don't know who that, that lady was um, who was on it. Is she related to Will Price? She looked like she was in his house. So I don't know. I'm not very good at following things like that. But um, yeah, it was all right. If you're a Wigan or a Saints or a Leeds fan or whatever. But no, we weren't really on it. So a bit disappointing. But yeah, not bothered. I think Will Price knew that she was in the house park. I don't think it was a kind of a you know a part of the what are you doing here kind of a sort of thing. Uh, but for me, um, it was it was all right. It's kind of a documentary style. Wasn't much of us. Um, but then you think about it: who is that video for? Is it for us who are already seasoned fans, or is it to try and entice people in uh, from the outside? No, absolutely. I mean, if, you, if you're already a fan, then you know you're preaching to the converted, aren't you? But but I, I saw it and I was I wasn't excited. Well, that's not the word. But I was I was looking forward to seeing it. And then once it finished, I saw sort of went, oh, is that it? Uh, you know, and, I, and not not just about us, not just about Salford and, and the fact that Toulouse weren't in it at all. There's only twelve teams or whatever. It's not that difficult. Um, but it was just. 
I couldn't work out the message, if you like. I don't know. As a corporate thing, it wasn't brilliant. Mm. Um, it, it just seemed, again, to me, like we have to do, so we have to put something out there. So this is what we'll do. I, I, I don't, they did, they've done a few good promos in, in recent years. And, you know, I, I remember um, appearing in one myself for Sky many, many years back, um, filmed in Swinson. Um, and it was, it was, it was good. It was real. You know what I mean? It felt, and it was somebody from every club, but it was a bit of a, and this just seemed, let's just highlight, you know, those big teams that everybody knows and, and that'll do. And it may work, you know, people, people who don't watch rugby league may have seen that and gone, oh, it looks exciting. I love a bit of that. But I, I think, most people would have watched it and sort of gone, what time's Coronation Street on? You know, I don't think they'd have been that 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 forced, um, which I don't know if I should go into this, but it does lead on to my RFL rant. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's not related, but it's, it, 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 again, it's the RFL doing things that you just go, or, or Super League or whatever, going, well, why? Why? What was it? What, what was that for? You wasted a load of money on that for, for not an awful lot. Um, you know, we'll still get our ten minutes off Sky every week, and that'll be it. Um, but this, this, I've got to mention this. Uh, I got sent an email uh, a couple of weeks back, and I wanted to mention it regarding amateur rugby league. Now, we all know how it struggles, how hard it is for rugby league to at that level. You know, we see it with our local clubs who are. Uh, these people who work at these clubs, they deserve medals. And it, well, they deserve more than that. The time they give up for the coaching, the people who run the clubs, sit, go behind the bar and do you know work for nothing, give up the time. Uh, I've been to the, uh, the, the the Roosters a couple of times recently for these friendlies, been in the clubhouse, seeing the work that's gone on there. Absolutely brilliant. Um, but this was this was from Folly Lane. And, and the RFL have brought in a... a, a an administration fee for every player who plays from amateur level up. Right? Now, you already pay your subs to your club to play. You, you you go and buy your boots. You know, you've got parents take these kids to games. They have to travel with it, put petrol in the car. The cost of living right now is not brilliant. Yeah. But is let me just break this down. Apparently, if you're uh, 12 and under... Right. You pay ten ten pound a year, right? Now it doesn't sound a lot, but to some people, they've got spare ten quid, mm. and they may have three or four kids of that age. Mm. Okay, then if it's thirteen to eighteen year old, it goes up to eighteen quid per player. So okay. if you've got again four kids within that that range, yeah. on top of everything else, and then finally for open age players. It's £24 extra a year now that you pay to the RFL to play rugby league at an amateur level. Sorry, have I lost the plot? Are we struggling to get people to play this game in the first place and watch it? Mm. And then we bring in a fee for what? That we've not had before. Now, the key here is that, and I will, the, the Folly Lane deserve more credit than, than, you know, I'm sure the other clubs are doing the same. Folly Lane have said, that they're going to foot the bill for everybody at them clubs. And it's going to cost them around £3,000 to do so. Wow. Now, what else could Folly Lane be doing with that £3,000 at amateur level? 
mm. educating kids, getting them off the street, giving them giving them a hobby. I, I find it appalling. I really do. And I don't know if everybody in rugby league knows about this kind of stuff going on. But what, you know, know, in these times of people struggling, that, that now's the time that people have to pay more to play an amateur <clears> sport. I, I'm, I'm just bewildered. What, you know, I just had to mention it and, and hopefully, you know, people are listening. Uh, well, some people will know about it. But now, you know, are alerted to the fact that this, this isn't, this is just not acceptable. Folly Lane are in a position where they're going to pay it. Other clubs won't be able to do that. And players no. might go, parents might go, well, no, we're not going now. And we could see the end of other, you know, smaller amateur clubs. Mm. So uh, just just something else that the RFL have, wow, you know, ground, ground my gears about this week. <laughs> Makes me wonder what, what that money goes to, Paul, really. That's that's the thing for me. Because like I say, if, <laughs> if, you know, you're going to charge people extra, Ten yeah. quid for the season. What do you get out of it? You asking me where that money goes to? Yeah. What, what, you, what I mean, what would you? It would be insurance, or would you think it'd be? Does it go in Ralph Rummer's back pocket? <laughs> well, you think he has? I, he has like I a little know. envelope for all the amateur clubs. <laughs> I think they do an awful lot wrong. I mean, if you go back to was it last season we were talking about like the academies and, and things like that, where well, we got refused one, and a couple of other clubs did, and. Basically, all he's trying to do is get people to play our sport, our great sport, and they were sort of saying, "Well, you're not." Well, what's all that? We should want more people to play the sport than ever. Mm. You look down in London now; there's thousands of people playing the sport, and it's, mm. it's on the up and things like that. Same in the northwest, and I never knew about that. That's news to me. What Parky's just said, but I totally agree with him. I mean, Folly Lane, they're footing three grand. I mean, what could they do with that? They could put that to to, to miles better use. So. I don't know where that money goes from, from the RFL. I really don't. I'd like somebody to come on and, and, and tell us or come out in the open and say where that money goes to because it just seems ri- ridiculous to me. And like you say, people are struggling for money. You know, you've had this this pandemic that's gone on. You know, people have lost their jobs, have been on furlough. And, you know, we're, we're told about this all the time. Oh, it's not the same anymore. Now it's a pandemic on, but it works both ways. And, for some walks of life, it doesn't seem to do that. People just seem to pull your pants down from every direction, don't they? But no, it doesn't seem right to me that, and it's that's annoyed me a bit. That yeah, smells like a bit of the stealth tax for me. That parker playing tax. Uh, look, it, it, it's the same as most things in life at the moment. It, it seems that rather than the RFL going out and finding decent sponsorship and bringing more money in at the top to filter down, they're going to drag it from the bottom up. Yeah. And it, as as in you know as in life in general that doesn't work. It it will all fall apart if that's the case. And uh, it, like you say, it was it it shocked me. It shocked me. I've read the I've read the email um, and disappointed me. We like Paul said we just come through two years of hell with 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 COVID. We're just about to hit probably the worst you know uh, cost of living. In, in God knows how long, and and World War Three appears to be around the corner, um, and they, you know they want to charge you more money. Ridiculous! I'd love to find out more. So if anyone you know from Folly or Eccles or uh, you know Salford, whoever who's connected with these clubs can you know even if I misread it and got it you know whatever. As far as I can make out, it's an administration fee. God knows why. Um, but if, you know, just come on and give us you know let us know and. Uh, you know, we can we can put the record straight, or you know, push a little bit of a campaign further. I think. Yeah, if anyone from the RFL is listening and wants to come on, we can uh, 
we can uh, put your side of the story across as well, which is what this podcast is all about. Two sides to the story. Um, back to the promo, uh, Paul. The the club have actually sort of produced their own um, because obviously we aren't we don't feature much in the official one. Uh, so it looks like Luke's been busy this uh, this afternoon uh, touring the, the sites of Salford uh, with the rugby ball in his hand and telling us all about the uh, the game and the uh, the club. Well, I've not seen that yet. Is he out that now? Yeah, it's out now. About been out fifteen minutes ago. Yeah. Luke does some good stuff, so uh, looking. Um, obviously, Parker, we talked about the the Super League promo one. Um, for me, it just didn't seem to like it. Didn't build any tension for me. Mm. Um, really, I like. I prefer like a, you know, like in the Six Nations on the BBC where they have that kind of monologue style. Uh, with a bit of sort of action and slow motion and all that, it's just you want to need a, a zip. I didn't feel like there was in the uh, the Super League one, uh, but lessons are learned probably there for the next one. Yeah, I find that a lot with with rugby league coverage. It seems to be that'll do a lot of the time. Hopefully, Channel Four do a bit better. I watched yeah. the uh, I watched the Premier Sports stuff the other night, uh, the launch, and then obviously the the York Featherstone game, and I thought. I thought the presentation of it was excellent. Mm-hmm. I really did. And I thought it made a real effort to to promote to not just, you know, that match, the game and everything about it. Um and hopefully Channel Four will will do the same bit more slick, you know, uh, presentation. For me, Sky seems to just sort of pass us by a little bit now and just, you know, it, it's it's a toy to them. I mean we I do believe that we're the only sport that got less funding off Sky in, that, in our new contract than any other sport. I don't, you know, what what on earth? How did you manage that? But um, yeah, it's uh, it, it, it's a shame. I think it's a missed opportunity. Um, but you watch, like you say, you watch um, the, the build up to, to Rugby Union, both on uh, it's on it's on ITV, it's on Sky, it's on BT. It's a great package. It actually makes you want to watch it, and then you watch it and go, "That's rubbish." But that's a different <laughs> argument, um, you know. But the actual, the actual presentation and the the, the present, you know, the, the the presenters and the commentators and the, the guests—they're all clued up. And you know what they're talking about. Just, just better, just better. And I think we're a bit of an afterthought. And the, and when the RFL and, and Super League produce their own stuff, it's not much better. So. Um, but you know, it might it might have done. I, I might have misread it, and it might have done. Uh, it might have done the trick, and a million more people might start watching us. So that's the that's the hope. So that's all the big news. And um, now we'll look forward to the Warrington game on Friday. It's time for the double of the So, Salford travelled to the Halliwell Jones Stadium on Friday. Paul, our final pre-season game of 2022. Exciting. Hopefully, Paul Rowley's men will get have another good workout against Warrington and uh, that'll set us up for the cast game in a couple of weeks' time. That's what we're hoping, aren't we? Yeah, definitely. Um, like I've said before in the show, uh, we don't know what side Daryl Powell's going to pick, so we don't know on that, on that account. But we can only do what you know, our plan's going to be. Paul Rowley will have had a plan for pre-season and for these three matches and he just needs to just carry on going now and, and get into this game and work on a few more things and it's another run out for the players and then obviously you've got the Castleford game as I said before, it's going to be 
it's going to be fun. That I mean, I like going to Weldon Road. It's it's an old old school atmosphere. I don't really particularly like Castleford. Um, I think we owe them one for you know a number of cup games over the years where they've beaten us. So uh, so I'm looking forward to that. It'll be it'll be a tough game. So this game Friday. Yeah, I just hope we can get some more combinations. It'd be like nice to see the the new signing Lafayette. We like to see him get a run out as well. And you know, I'm not so sure on some of the other injured players that we've missing. We've not seen Greenwood yet, have we? I don't know whether he's still out. Um, Callum Watkins is still injured as well, so I don't think we'll see him. But Dan Tyson, let's hope Dan gets a run in the team, and let's hope we don't get sent off or do a stupid eye tackle or something. And uh, and yeah, look, I like going to Warrington. It's a, it's a good. Uh, it's always a good away game and a good a good trip. I'm sure it'll be a good atmosphere on Friday night as well. Parky, will Paul Rowley play his strongest team or will he do a Carl Harrison all them years ago and throw a team together and beat him anyway? That's that's a tough one. I think I think he will I think he'll have to if he wants to get everything right. This is it's quite a quite a new squad, really, when you think about it, you know, in terms of the players we brought in it is a spine of a team, um, and I think I think you'll have to go with a, a strong squad. Whether he only gives them half an hour, you know, and switches it, but we haven't got a massive squad anyway. It's not like we're going to use any an academy or anything like that, is it? Um, so yeah, I think I don't think he's got much option, but it would be good to see some of the players that haven't played. Uh, no, there's not many of them left, but get get a run out. Um, but but the main thing for me for Friday is is that Moose gets the reception that that he, he truly deserves because let's not forget he's you know he's skippered certainly probably the best the best period of soft rugby league that, that I've seen in my lifetime you know in my forty five years um, he took us to a grand final he led us there and, and to a cup final and a man whose career was was basically over before he came to us. Um, and it was such a shame it ended the way that it has, you know, in the middle of last year. What a great player he's been for us! Great servant, great servant to the game. He did really well at Wigan. I don't think they fully respected him in the way that they should, um, but that's often, you know, how it goes at bigger clubs, isn't it? Um, but yeah, I just hope that Moose gets, gets, you know, the, the, the reception he deserves and, and makes a few money for a few quid for his charities. And uh, and we come away from the game without any injuries. That's the main, you know, they're the main things for me. Um, just uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to wrap up because I think it's going to be a bit chilly. Um, but uh, yeah, it should be a good night and uh, a good run out. Like I say, get get the players going through the motions. Try a few, you know, let's switch. Let's you know, Chris Sapkin coming at half back and play alongside Brody and then switch it again and then you know give Morgan a, another run at full back and. Just, just move people about a little bit, get them, get them working. Um, but yeah, just, just get them right for the Cats game now. Let's, let's, let's go at this game to start with, like we will when we go out at Weldon Road. You know, with the same attitude, same team. Yeah. Do we have and... a weather prediction, Parker? Hall, even? It's going to be cold, I think, isn't it? I don't know. You're the weather man. I've not got my phone on me, so I think it's going to be cold because I was looking at it the other day because uh, my big issue was getting getting there because I know I'm over in Wilmslow on uh, Friday, so <laughs> I'm going straight from there to Warrington, I think. So that's my big issue at the moment, getting there on time. Uh, but yeah, I think it's going to be cold, so make sure you, you wrap up. Big, big, definitely big cold weather in it and bobble out. Big cold bobble out and 
I don't know about gloves and that. It's a bit naff in it, but definitely big coat and bubble hat. Big coat, Parker. New bubble, bubble hat. Hopefully, garner tea. That's you. Yeah, That's you well, for Friday. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone would see it on Friday. It'd be well covered up. Yeah, um, never mind. Anyway, I'll be I'll be having gloves on. Thank you very much. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, getting old, me. I feel the cold now. Uh, it's uh, yeah. No, it, it should be a good night. And like I say, just hope Moose gets gets the reception he deserves. And um, yeah, we come away injury free, and and then we're all set up for the 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 season ahead. Score prediction, Paul. Twenty four ten to solve. Now, last week, Paul, you were only two points out, which mm. was a, made, made me sweaty because I thought, Ugh. but now more luck than anything that Rob. More <laughs> luck than anything, though. A lucky so guess. So I, I went to Nando's for you, uh, just just because you didn't win. <laughs> um, right. Well, thanks, thanks. <laughs> um, so what was the prediction? What is it? Mine. Yeah. Twenty-four ten to Salford. Twenty-four ten Salford. Any story behind that? Um. No, not not really. No, Ken Seal. Ryan Briley and Ken Seal score again. Riley. Briley scores every week. Okay, Parker, pa- you? It kind of stole me thunder there because I was going for virtually the same score, but that's, that's oh. naff, isn't it? Um, I'm going to go because I don't think Warrington are going to play a particularly strong team, but they are still going to put a team out, and it doesn't matter who you play these days. They, you know, they're all pretty good. Um, but I'm going to go Warrington 12, Tall for 27. 27. Don't 27, know why. 27, 12. Yeah, someone's going someone's gonna to drop a goal for the sake of it. Don't friend. Oh, but yeah. Steve, Steve probably. Yeah, it would have been Moose if it had played. Uh, what am I going to go? I'm going to go Salford 36, Warrington 10. I'm going Croft double. There we go. Croft double wins it for Reds. That's the we'll have to get Moose on to kick a goal. We'll have to roll him on, Moose, to kick a goal at the roll end. Roll him on. Moose goes right in there and roll him out to kick yeah. a goal for us. Yeah. God. Right. So that's the end of this uh, podcast. Another great show. Parker. Yeah, loved it. I've got me ran out of the way. I feel better already. My sickness yep. has gone away. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, it'd be good to, to hear any responses to that, by the way. But, uh, yeah, loved it. Loved it. Look forward to it every week. And, uh you know, next week we can hopefully build up for the or the week after for the season. So, uh, yeah, good chat. Yeah, uh, brilliant. Paul, as always, talking all things Sulphur Devils. Yeah, enjoyed that. I enjoyed the, the information from Parky there. I think Ralph Rimmer's currently sticking pins into a Paul Parking dollar. <laughs> he'll, be, he'll be on the phone to us now, won't he? With, yeah. his, uh, with, his, with his tweed suit on. He'll be after He's... us now. He's not, he's not the only one doing that, though, so... <laughs> <laughs> Take your aim. 
Yeah, so that's the end of this week's uh, podcast. I'm Rob Parkinson. You can find us on Facebook, Devil the Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter at DITD SRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Radio Contact, Spotify, and YouTube. See you next week. <laughs>